This is According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell, McPherson's sports talk show. Nah, I don't eat eggs. You don't eat eggs? No. Ever? No. Scrambled? No. A hard-boiled egg? No. Listen Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Patrick Mahomes, the magic show, is here in Oakland pulling the rabbit out of the hat and handing the rabbit to Travis Kelsey. According to Jim is your home for the McPherson Bullpups. It's over! The Bullpups have knocked off Bishop the age, and for the ninth time in school history, the Bullpups stand atop the state of Kansas. Everything happening in the sports world. Not happening in the sports world. So you're more of a traditional Hark, Christmas Hark music. Hark the Herald Angels sing. I like that. Hark the Herald Angels oh, yeah. sing. Yeah, I like that. Now it's time for According to Jim. Here's Jim Joyner and Steve Sell. Let's do this thing. Another edition of According to Jim right here on 96.7 FM KBBE. Or for those of you listening online, worldwide, at midkansasonline.com. I'm Jim Joyner. Joining me as always, the most popular man in McPherson, the most full man in McPherson, Ooh. the Paisano, Mr. Steve Sell. Ooh. Good afternoon. Man, I am full. How long of a nap and how hard of a nap are you going to take this afternoon before the games? I don't know because I ate so much. We just got back from lunch and I ate so much and it was really, really good that uh, I got a feeling I want to go down for the count. Now, I've eaten several meals with Steve over my days and over our year and a half together. And most of the time, it's pretty calm. It's a hamburger at some place down south, down by Wichita. But today, there was a little different sound coming out of Steve. Anytime one of the waitresses would walk past with a plate of spaghetti and meatballs, oh, oh, look at that. And then they'd bring a little chicken parmesan over to somebody else. Oh, look at that. Then, Steve orders a lasagna. Oh, yeah. And they put, in, put it in front of him. And you could just see the drool dripping out of his mouth as he was ready well, to was, dive in. It was, it was the Italian place uptown. It's our first time to try it out. And I got a feeling that's going to be a permanent home for me. Now, Steve is normally a microwavable Stouffer's guy. Yeah. But this was no comparison to a Stouffer's, correct? No. no. In, in the good way. No. This was unbelievable. Oh, yeah, in the good way. This, yeah, it's not like the Stouffer's And the, and the, br- and the bread was just to die for. I mean, wow. That, I'll tell you, that is one great meal if you haven't checked it, if you haven't checked it out. Lunch special for Steve. I, yeah. I get the feeling, and what I told Steve is, well, number one, if you've listened to this enough, you know that he's a big fan of The Godfather and well, Casino and Scarface and all those My grandparents movies. were from Italy, so. So what I want to see, and good fellas, I want to see Steve become like the permanent resident of an Italian restaurant. And not meaning that he lives there, but that every night he goes in and sits at the same corner table and has a little bread, maybe a little glass of wine. People come in and say, Godfather Steve, do you think you could write this story? I've got my son. He He's 16, and you know he's, he's been doing a really good job in track and field. Do you think you could do this favor for me? And he'd go, hmm, we'll see if you can bother the Godfather, if you can buy me a, a chicken parm. Oh, Steve, I really want that to be your retired life, well. is you just living inside of an Italian restaurant. I tell you. It, and it, you just be the guy in the corner where I, you wear all black, too. Yeah, and I, I and I really hope uh, 
they do well because I mean that food is just unbelievable. But uh, can you give us your best Marlon Brando impersonation? Oh, I I don't do impersonations. You know, I, I'm just not any good at that. You you can't mutter anything. At, you come to me on the day of my yeah, daughter's wedding. Yeah, you come to me today. You want some parmesan? Yeah, I'll get you some parmesan. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah. You've got all that Italian heritage in you. I, I think that you need to honor the legacy of your family. My mom's uncles were Giuliano, Albino, Ernesto, and, you know, Giuliano, Giuliano was my favorite. I loved Gi- Uncle Giuliano was fantastic. I need you to honor their legacy and become the new Italian restaurant guy. Can you do that for me oh, in, like, I, five years? I probably could, yeah. It's Godfather Steve Sell for now on. <laughs> Steve, we're excited for a busy weekend coming up. We've got Bullpup basketball tonight, getting back into the swing of things inside the roundhouse. We've got the NFL playoffs on both Saturday and Sunday. We've got college basketball really getting back into the swing of it this weekend. It's a good time to be a basketball fan. Sort of a scary time to be a football fan because... You can see everything is coming to an end here very shortly. It's a lose and go home time. There's one more college football game and then, what, 10 or 11 NFL games left? Yeah. Four games this weekend, four games the next weekend, two and then one. Right. I'm scared. Yeah. I get nervous every time the football season comes to an end because at the beginning you think, oh, we've got forever. Yeah. You hit about week 13. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah. Uh Uh-oh. You start looking up at the scoreboard. It's almost like you've hit a... It's all, you know, for NFL teams, though, it's almost like you hit the wall. You get to week 12, you get to week, well, week 13, I should say, and it's like, God, can the end get here soon enough, you know? Because <laughs> those teams are, you know, let's face it, at the end of the year, NFL teams are so beat up. I don't know how some of those guys even get out of bed the next morning after a game. Well, just put it this way, and I, and I say this every now and then with football and how long the season is, and I say it with basketball, too, but... So picture this. Do you remember all the way back to the beginning of the high school football season when we were going out to practice for summer practice in the preseason in like August? Yeah. Can you imagine if they were still playing games right now? If this is when the state tournament started. Of course. The state playoffs. If you have every game decided by halftime, we wouldn't be that tired. It would make it easy, but it's an extra month and a half of games. And for teams that don't make the playoffs, they've been sitting at home for two months. Yeah. And that's the wild thing about professional football then when you look at like the NBA imagine this so the high school basketball season begins in November like middle of November that's when they start practicing practices start in the NBA in like October a few games in November maybe a few in late October yeah and if you are going to win the finals you will play into June and that you know what I always say what the NBA stands for Never-ending basketball association. It never ends. It never does. And then they have like a month and a half off with this, the this draft why, in there and the lottery. I don't, this is why I don't even I, I don't pay attention to the NBA until March or April. I mean, the season's way too long, and and the uh, NFL season. I grew up when I first started following the NFL. It was a twelve-game season, and then it was just like people lost their minds when it went to fourteen. Weren't the, the Dolphins, the undefeated Dolphins, weren't they, were they 14-0? Four, yeah, they were 14-0. So, uh, six, yeah, 14-0. Well, 14-0 in the regular yeah, season. Yeah, 14-0 in the regular season and, and then a couple playoff. But, yeah, I think they were 17-0. I think they had two playoff games in the Super Bowl. But, I, you know, it wouldn't hurt me at all if it went to 14. It really wouldn't because I, by the end of the year, it's attrition. Uh, the be, That's why the best Well, you team, know it's going in the opposite direction, right? Because they want to expand it to 18 games. and that, Get it, rid of two preseason yeah, games. Yeah, see, to me, that's that's just insane. I, I just say have I mean, two, they play 20 games to begin with. Yeah, have two preseason games 
and then play the regular season. I'm sorry. That four preseason games is ridiculous. But you're fine with them going two preseason games, then 18 games? Staying at 16. You want to stay at 16. I, I want to see the best players still playing at the end of the year, and there's a lot of good players that aren't playing. The football season, it's it's nearing its end, and it's going to be scary. But I think this is a really, really solid first weekend of NFL this is games. The be- I, I wrote this yesterday, I believe, in my selling sports. that this is a, I can't ever remember a weekend where we had a better – group of wild card weekend games because there's just there's always a clunker in there yeah, somewhere yeah but you just you, last year the bills and the jags there, there's no game you can look at and say oh that's just not going to be competitive they're all competitive this weekend when you can tell that based off of what las vegas is saying the biggest spread in a game this weekend is one that i don't know if i necessarily believe that it should be this big i'm guessing eagles bears it is the bears being favored by 6 points over well, the eagles well i think a lot of that's got to do with nick foles getting right. hurt last week uh, he's going to play but because they put out a line early he's playing yeah they they have people telling them well, that Doug he's going Peterson, to play well does peterson the eagles coach said on monday that he was playing so he's playing then you've got baltimore who is at home and is a two and a half point favorite over the chargers and Baltimore, about three weeks ago, obliterated the Chargers. I mean, it's not necessarily on the scoreboard, but they own them. It's really funny because I've been watching a lot of the NFL, you know, talk shows and things like Because ESPN's got like NFL Live, NFL Today, NFL Yesterday. Countdown. I mean, countdown to kick. I mean, they got like 16 different shows. And then you got to get your Stephen A. fill in as well. Yeah, and Baltimore right now is the trendy pick to make the Super Bowl. Everyone's jumping on this Baltimore bandwagon. And they remember, they still have Lamar Jackson at quarterback who really can't throw, but their running game is so good. When he does throw, it's effective. Then you've got the Dallas game on Saturday night as they're hosting Seattle. They are not even three-point favorites at home in Jerry World. They're one-and-a-half-point favorites. I don't have them winning. You've got Houston hosting Indianapolis in the phenomenal AFC South matchup in the first wildcard game. It's always a team from the AFC South that's in that first slot sure. Saturday wild card sure game. seems like it, yeah. Do you remember a couple of years ago when the Raiders played the Texans, I believe, and it was Brock Osweiler? The Raiders, the Raiders made the playoffs? Well, remember, it was the year that Derek Carr got hurt in okay. like the second to last game. Okay. He broke his leg. Okay. And so they had to start Connor Cook oh, yeah. against Brock Osweiler. Oh, yeah. Boy, that was I a I miss matchup. those days. Yeah. Well, last year, the first Saturday wild card game was brutal. You remember that one? It was Chiefs and Titans. Yeah, it was the Chiefs and the Titans when Marcus Mariota threw a touchdown to himself. 21 to 3 in the at halftime. And they found a way to lose. As they always do. So, which game are you the most excited to watch this weekend? India at Houston, Seattle at Dallas, Chargers at Baltimore, Philly at Chicago. Oh, I think it's Chargers and Baltimore. I, I think that's easily going to be the best game of the weekend. Uh, be interesting to see what the weather's going to be like in Baltimore. I think everything favors Baltimore. Teams having to travel from the West Coast to the East Coast generally lay an egg. It just seems like that's the way it always works out. But is this Philip Rivers, is this his last big oh, yeah. run at this? Yeah. Is this his chance to really cement think, his legacy? I think so. Because looking at Philip Rivers' numbers, there is a debate that he could be a Hall of Famer. Yeah. If, if the debate is not already, yeah, his numbers are good enough. But all it takes for him is one deep run this year make a Super Bowl, 
maybe even well, make even, an has AFC. Has he even been in a championship game? He was in a championship game very early on in his career, and okay. I believe it was 2006. Okay. Somewhere right in there, very early on, okay. he made the AFC championship game, but they haven't made it since. Yeah. If I remember right, I think they played the Colts. It was the year that the Colts played the Bears in the Super Bowl. Okay. I think it was that year. But it's been a while, and that was at the beginning of his career. But if Phillip Rivers makes a deep run, plays in a Super Bowl, and especially if he wins a Super Bowl, he starts to re- climb up that leaderboard of yeah. potential Hall of Fame guys, which makes me want to throw up in here, here well, in the studio. You know, he's going to go in the same mold as Dan Fouts, who, of course, was a Chargers quarterback, got into the Hall of Fame, and I think he only played in, what, one Super Bowl. And he had Johnny Jefferson. I love to watch. That was the Air Coriel Chargers. Now, that was a fun team to watch. They had Charlie Joyner, Kellen Winslow. My friend, Charlie Joyner. Your friend, Charlie Joyner? Oh, yeah. yeah. Him, him and bro- Wally Joyner. Your brother from a different mother, yeah. LaMarcus Joyner. Yeah. Jackie Joyner, Kersey. Yeah. Flojo. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah your yeah, your brother from a different mother. All my, all my familia. Yeah, all your, yeah. The Baltimore game, or just Baltimore on their side of the ball and looking at what they could do offensively, of course, they have great running game. And Lamar Jackson has been such a weapon through this first part of the season, and he's making a case for offensive rookie of the year. It's him, Baker Mayfield. I don't think they do it based – do they do it based off of conferences? Is there an NFC offensive rookie yeah, of the year? Yeah, I, th- I think so. Well, then I think Saquon Barkley's probably got that one oh, wrapped yeah. up. I, I think – I look at it. The clunker game could be the Bears and Eagles. I don't think you're going to see a lot of points scored in that game. You don't. I just think it's going to be ugly. I think that's going to be an ugly – I don't think it's going to be a route, but I think it's going to be like a 20 to – 17, 20 to 15, 14 game. I think with these eight teams that are playing this weekend, the Bears are the one that I have the most question marks about. And see, I'm I'm on the Bears bandwagon. You like them? I like them. I just don't know if offensively they are good enough to make this deep run. Now, defensively, yeah, they've got all the pieces. Yeah. And wouldn't you love to see Khalil Mack get traded from the Raiders? And before they even know who they're going to get out of him, Khalil Mack wills them to a Super Bowl championship. I wonder how Treg Fall feel about that. Ooh, I'm but sure he's rolling over out of there at the golf course I'm thinking sure about is. Khalil Mack in that Bears uniform and doing the new Super all, Bowl all shuffle. All I know is that John Gruden had better hit on all those draft picks. He's, he traded, basically gave his team – he sold his soul this year to get all these draft picks. He better These guys better be three all-pro type players because he, he just basically gave the – Gave the uh, house away. Gave the farm away. I was reading a real interesting story this morning talking about the new Raiders GM, Mike Mayock. Mm -hmm. Do you recognize that name? He's always been a big NFL draft guy. Yeah. That he's always one of the big leaders and tackling that in their coverage. And they're going, well, it's a good plan to have somebody that's a really good drafter. But at the same time, as you look back at John Gruden's past jobs, what does he not like? Young players. Mm -hmm. He wants experienced guys that aren't on there for a ton of money. Yeah. And I just don't know if they're going to be able to get it figured out well, with old Johnny G. John Gruden is a control freak. So I don't care if Mike Mayock is the GM. John Gruden's going to be pull he's going to be the puppet master. Pulling those strings. It'll be fun to follow as a Chiefs fan what's going on there in Oakland or yeah, Las the, Vegas or the, Reno or the San Chiefs, Francisco. The Chiefs could play all but one team, I believe. Isn't that correct? Coming up after this game? Yeah. 
There's they could play anybody except for the Patriots. Any of these teams. Well, they can't. Well, the Patriots don't play this weekend. They can't play the Texans. That's what I'm, I meant. Next week they can't right. play the Patriots next week. Well, they can't play the Texans either. Okay, that's right because they're, they're the three. Yeah, but they could play everybody Four, else. Five, they could and play six. Indy. They could play Baltimore. They could play the Chargers. Yeah, because I saw a poll. They were asking Chiefs fans who they would most like to. Play. Who would you rather play? Of those three, well, I'd still say the Colts. I mean, there's a reason, you know. You would you would rather play them over everybody else? Yeah. Okay. And Chargers, they, like, they just scare me because they're hot right now. They've won nine yeah. of ten. But everybody's hot. Everybody in the AFC is hot. Who's not hot in the AFC? Baltimore is the one team that I think they scare I would be okay to match up with. And see, they scare me the most. I know their defense is good, but I just get the feeling that if they played the Chiefs again, that it would be all Chiefs I just, this time. I just think Indianapolis is the team because because their defense is the worst, and Mahomes can just light up a really bad defense. The other reason I like Baltimore, who would you rather have match up against the Chiefs' defense? Do you really want Andrew Luck and T.Y. Hilton to go out there, or would you rather have Lamar Jackson just try to run around? Or would you rather have Phillip Rivers and Keenan Allen and all the guys that were able to march up and down the field against the Chiefs at Arrowhead. Would you rather play Deshaun Watson and DeAndre Hopkins? Would you rather play Brady and his cast of receivers? The one team that is suspect on offense is the Ravens. And although their defense is good, do you really think the Chiefs are going to score less than 24 points? But the Ravens' offense, they can run the ball so well, and the Chiefs are just horrible against the run. Well, of course, they're horrible against the pass. <laughs> they're not very good I against guess, anything. Yeah, I guess when you look at the big picture, they're horrible against both. All right, Steve, we've got a fun show coming up for the rest of this one. Let's talk a little bullpup basketball next. We'll get some predictions on everything else coming up over the weekend. Back after this, you're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by... Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Farmers State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva, Next Tech Wireless, and Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 12.30 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Back on this afternoon's According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE, Jim Joyner, Steve Sell. Steve, we are still a little full from lunch. A little Italian for Steve. Better than going home and having your normal peanut butter sandwich and milk. Oh, there you go. What, what, is that your normal lunch? Peanut butter and jelly sandwich, yeah. oh, That's the good stuff. Oh, yeah. We still have some people that are interested in maybe going on our golf trip to Florida. We want to keep pumping that up and see if, see if we can get everybody Maybe we track. should go to St. Andrews. Now that's not a bad idea. Well, what's the course that they played at in Paris this year for the for the I, Ryder Cup? I don't know, but I'd like to hook one up over the old hotel on 17 on the road. <laughs> if you missed it yesterday, our owners, the Davies, are in from Thousand Oaks, California this week, and they're trying to come up with some promotional ideas, and they said, what about if we get a golf game going and, and send everybody on a golf trip with Jim and Steve? And we said, yeah, let's there do that. And we said that we put it out on the show yesterday sort of joking, and they went into the well earlier this morning, and everybody was in and they're saying, yep, we're, we're ready to sign up for the golf trip, too, if you guys are paying. So, yeah, just keep keep telling them we can get a 40-person golf game going at St. Andrews or Torrey Pines or where else could we go? Sand Creek Station. Well, yeah, I think that sounds a little more likely. I think that's, that's going to be the more likely destination. I think Newton sounds a little more likely than going to Orlando. Yeah. 
Well, I tell you, we can go to Whistling Straits. It's only $500 green fees. <laughs> yeah, that, that sounds like a good deal. Yeah. We'll start to raise the funds for that. Well, Steve, we've got a fun couple of games coming up tonight as McPherson hosts Circle. And I know some we joked about it yesterday that some of you may hear, oh, they're taking on Circle, guys. Don't try and fluff these games up. But I think maybe the way Steve put it was, this is not your grandpa's Circle team. These well, are two Circle teams in two games tonight that have the potential to be very good on both sides. The problem is, everyone here is Circle. I wrote this in my column. And they get, you know, when we go to Tawanda, you know, if you blink, you're through the town. I mean, you go right through town to get to the high school. And it, and it looks, you know, it's it looks like unincorporated almost. There's just nothing there in Tawanda. Inman makes Tawanda look... Oh, in, Inman's a look, mecca look, compared yeah, to Tawanda. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a palace, palatial. But... but uh, Circle, especially on the girls' side, they can play. I mean, they've made state the last two years when the Bullpups were there and played Miege last year. They have basically every, almost everybody back. I think they're missing one good player from last year. I think they had a guard last year that uh, graduated. But, but they've got almost everybody back. they got a lot of size. I mean, this is a team, you know, that could be very dangerous tonight. And the other thing to remember, too, and we talked about it a little bit yesterday, is this is a Circle team that's undefeated. And do you remember what happened last year when Circle was undefeated? The Bullpups went down to Tawanda. We were up in the corner of the oh, gym yeah. up there, and we were thinking, this game's going to be a showdown. Well, the Bullpups put it on them. They won 62-37 to at Circle last year, and I think that was maybe the big wake-up call for that T-Birds team because I don't think they were quite expecting no. what the Bullpups were going to throw at them. The second time they played... Circle had a key injury that really hurt their chances, and McPherson won by 30 that night, 61-31. But I do see these matchups being different than they were last year. Number one, this is another game like we've been talking about all this year. Finding ways to win big games without number 30, Taylor Robertson. Right. Because when you have Taylor on the floor, it makes life a whole lot easier. Oh, but think? when you play these big games... You have to have people step up and make shots. You have to have people that play great defense. You have to have people that make the smart play at the end of games. And so far this year, they've lived up to that test every single time, which is good to see. And I think one thing this bullpup team is still lacking is consistent inside play. Uh, we've had good inside play at times, but uh, you know we've relied really tremendously on the three ball, I think I had nine threes last game, but uh, getting that consistent inside game once we get once the bullpups get that, I think they're well on their way. And tonight, with three six one girls, it's going to be hard for the bullpups to score inside. This is a McPherson team on the girls side that has two of their toughest games in league play coming up back to back. Circle and then Augusta coming up next Tuesday on the road. And remember, the boys. These games are not going to be easy on their side either. The boys aren't going to have an easy game all year, I don't think. I really don't Because that. Augusta, Coach Kinnaman and the staff there on the boys' side, they have been raving about this Augusta team that they'll see on Tuesday. Yeah. But tonight, they know that it will be a tough matchup because Circle loves to play the zone. What have the Bullpups really struggled at this year? Three-point shooting. So Circle's probably going to throw out a 2-3 zone. Then they're going to have to find a way to lock down Circle's best player and their leading player. For the, because he takes almost all their shots. And He's their Warren. only player, yeah. And that this is a team that, if you let them get hot, they can beat anybody. On an average night, they're always beatable. Yeah. But if they play well, 
this is a circle team that's hard to beat. Yeah. And when you have a score that's just a pure score, get him the ball, he's going to shoot from anywhere, it makes life hard. But if the Bullpups play their game tonight, especially what we saw in their last three games of the first semester, Beeler, Winfield, and Dodge City, then you feel pretty good about them. I really like the fact they're home for the first game of the new year. I think that's a big advantage because you haven't played in a long time. Bullpups practice in the roundhouse every day. They're accustomed to shooting in the roundhouse. Circle's not. I just think that's a big advantage for the Bullpups going into the night. Do you remember the first game of 2018 last year? At El Dorado? No, no, no. The, not of the season, but of the new year. Oh, yeah, yeah. Against Bueller. Right. Where both teams, they came out a little bit sluggish. Yeah. The girls, I think they only won by 30, but only won by 30. Yeah. But And the boys, they let Bueller hang around for a long time in that game. Yeah, the girls' game was only like 14 at the half. It ended up being 40, yeah. That these first games after the break, and both teams are going through it too, but these first games after the break, you get yourself out of game shape a little bit. You haven't been in those types of situations in two or three weeks. You've eaten a lot of turkey. You've been sitting around and lasagna. hanging out. Yeah, nice. a lot of lasagna if, yeah. if you're at Steve's family. That these first games of the season or of the new semester, they are never easy because sometimes you forget about basketball for a little bit. You take your mind off of it. When you get back into the rhythm, and by the end of January here, as both teams are just going to play so many games, you don't have to think about some of these things. But New Year coming off of a long break, and luckily it's both teams' problems. But this is another game that hopefully they can shake rust off early for both teams. Yeah, and uh, you dive right back into it, though. you got a game tonight, Tuesday, Friday, then tournament week for the boys. Then the girls are going to have some time off. Right, they'll have a full week they'll off. have a full week because off. Because last year they scheduled it to where Newton. the girls were going to play that Tuesday, but remember it got canceled, and then the boys' tournament. Then the boys would play the next Tuesday girls' tournament, but they don't have it set up that way this year. Right. There's some open, definitely some open date in there. It's a strange schedule, especially at the end of it, that McPherson has done like a week before everybody else. Yeah, there's a, yeah they have a week, a total week between uh, sub-state or the regular season ending and, and... They have eight days. Eight days, yeah. So the second half of the season gets underway tonight. Steve, what are some of the things that you want to see from both of these teams that give you a good sign and say they're pointing in the right direction tonight? Well, for the girls I mentioned earlier, more consistent inside play. Uh, get, I shouldn't say inside play. Inside scoring. Get some easy baskets. Right. Because let's face it, this team defensively, they're so athletic. They're going to get some points off their you know, off their press, off their transition, and continue to knock down the three. On the boys' side, the three-pointer is really the thing. I, I, they've got to be a better three-point shooting team. In this day and age, it's just very difficult to win games when you're making two or three threes a game. you got to make, you know, seven or eight threes to me is just about average. You know, last year I think the Bullpup boys made 14 and a half against Circle. They did. So anyway, You know how many they've made this year? 19 altogether. Yeah, they've made 19 three-pointers in the first six games. I was going to look up how many threes, how many games it took Taylor Robertson last year to make 19 threes, and it was probably about three or four. Well, and the thing is, why the three-point shooting is so important for the boys is that Cody Stufflebean, if you can, you know, if you hit the threes, they can't pack it in on Cody. Cody's only shooting 78% from the year. 46 shots. We've got... You know, he's he's trailing, the he's like third in shots, and I think our leaders are like at 70 or 75. He needs to be getting more shots. I mean, he's got to touch the basketball. 
It's going to be a couple of fun games tonight, and we just know that both teams, if they get off on the right start, get through this first go-around through the league play with the three final league games this year, get into the tournament play, come out strong, that both these teams will be ready to go to make a deep end-of-season run. But it is not easy to start. And we said that throughout the entire first semester for the boys. They didn't have an easy start at all. But now these first three games, they know they've got to pick up three wins, plus got to keep their undefeated streak alive against teams in the ABCTO, ABCTO Division Three. Yeah, that's right. Uh, going 61 in a row 60 for the boys. For the boys and 60 and or the girls are the lost girls one. are sixty and one, 60 but they've and won thirty six the in a row. Yeah, one hundred and twenty one and one. That's not bad. Not bad. All right, Steve. One more break. We're back after this. You're listening to According to Jim, ninety six point seven FM, KBBE. You are listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Farmers State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. Next Tech Wireless and Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 12.30 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Wrapping up this week of According to Jim, 96.7 FM KBBE. Steve, time to dive into, well, Fearless hasn't been giving his picks much lately, but I think he... You have a pretty good idea of what he would want to pick for the NFL games. Well, it's on my. I had my column yesterday, and I don't remember Ooh. what the scores I picked. But I'll, I'll have to pull it up for you. Do you, want, do you want to start with the Big 12 basketball games coming up this weekend? Sure. We already had our, our first leg of Big 12 basketball on Wednesday with all but one road team winning. But as we look to Saturday, all 10 teams are playing. Baylor and TCU, they had the night off on Wednesday, and they are now getting back into it. Tomorrow, that game will be in Fort Worth. Are you taking the mighty, mighty Baylor Bears or the TCU Horned Frogs? I got the Horned Frogs. I got them winning or getting second in the Big 12, so I'm going TCU. Did you see Baylor's women beat UConn last night? I watched that. I watched that game. I texted Taylor and I said, who am I supposed to root for here? Because I just want to root for who the Sooners are I just want. I wanted to get Kim Mulkey a handkerchief. She's literally bawling during the game. And she had her grandbaby in her oh, arms. Yeah. And her son played baseball at LSU. I can't remember. His name is different because she still has her maiden name. Yeah. But he was a shortstop at LSU. Yeah. All right, other Big 12 games. West Virginia, who lost at home the other day to Texas Tech. They will be taking on Texas, coming off the big win over K-State. Are you taking the Mountaineers or are you taking the Longhorns? Where's the game at? It is in Austin. I'm going Texas. You're saying hook them. I, I wasn't impressed with West Virginia at all. Bedlam. Oklahoma State at Oklahoma. Oh, you no problem. Yeah, Oklahoma State is six and seven. They've struggled a little bit yeah. this year, and Sooners eleven and two. But I think you saw a lot of good things yeah, out of them yeah. against KU. And they didn't have the McNeese guy, their big guy. Here's the big one to try and get everybody going in the right direction. Maybe build a little confidence with Coach Weber. K State at Texas Tech. Do the Wildcats have any chance? No. Ooh, he's not feeling confident no. in K State. Can't score. Wildcats just cannot score. How about the final Big 12 game of the weekend? KU taking on Iowa State, going up to Ames. Is there a little Hilton magic there for the Cyclones, or is that not going to work today or on Saturday? Hilton magic will be out in full force. KU's three-point shooting will absolutely kill it in this game. I like Iowa State in this game. All right, here's Steve's predictions for the AFC and NFC wildcard games this weekend. Houston, 34. 
Indianapolis 28. High-scoring shootout. I think it's the highest-scoring game of the four. There's no doubt. Seattle at Dallas. Seahawks 24, Dallas 17. No faith in Jerry. I have no faith in Dak Prescott in the big game. Looks like no faith in Phillip Rivers either. Baltimore 27, Los Angeles 23, and then Chicago 20, Philadelphia 17. For being on the Bears bandwagon, doesn't look like you got all that much faith in them. But the Bears don't blow teams out. They just, they're blue collar. They just kind of muddle their way to victories. Here are my predictions. Okay. Houston, Seattle winning at Dallas, Baltimore beating the Chargers, and the Eagles beating the Bears. There's a lot of people. Are... You got a little Nick Foles magic? Yeah, there's a lot of people think they're going to duplicate that magic. And I just they're going to run the Philly special? I just, I, the, they, don't, they can't run the football. They just, and I just don't think Nick Foles is good enough when they know he's going to pass for, you know, for them to win the game. Maybe the pride of Olathe, Darren Sproles, will have a big game here in his, this could be his final game with the Eagles because yeah. he's retiring at the end of the year. Yeah. Should be a really fun weekend yeah. of football. I'll be real surprised if we have at least two clunkers. If there's two clunkers, I will definitely be surprised. And luckily the Chiefs don't have to play this weekend and have Marcus Mariota throw touchdown passes to himself and, and, and forward I, and progress. And I did hear and, uh, yesterday that the doctor may be back. Did you hear that? As in the Canadian doctor? The Canadian doctor? Laurent Duvernay-Tardif. I've heard Watkins may be back. There's a chance he'll be back. Boy, I'll tell you what, for a foot injury, what's he been out? Two months, basically. It's been a while. It's been. I told you, he's the X factor. Yeah. I've been saying it all year. But he, but he can never stay healthy. We'll see if he can. And luckily, we get a weekend off of not having to root for the Chiefs. Yeah. We'll find out who they get to play at the end of this weekend. Wrapping up today's show, for Steve Sell, I'm Jim Joyner. Thanks for listening to According to Jim. We'll see you tonight inside the Roundhouse. According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell was brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Farmers State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva, Next Tech Wireless, and Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson. Make sure to listen to According to Jim every weekday from 1230 to 1 p.m. right here on 96.7 FM KBBE.